Thank you for joining us for another episode of the BU Podcast. I'm Kaz. And I'm still Bryce. How are we doing, brother? Let oh, him know. Man. Every day's a holiday. Doing great, man. Um, it's been kind of it's been kind of a, a rough week in ministry, been kind of difficult, but mm-hmm. I have God on my side. That simple. You know, I have I have someone who will never let me down. So, you know. If things were always easy, then you're doing something wrong. Then get off the couch. Right. Which leads leads us us right into the quote, baby, which leads us right into the quote. Fits right with it. All right. If If there is no obstacle in the way, it probably doesn't lead to anywhere. Mm. There is no obstacle in the way. It probably doesn't lead to anywhere. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we're we could we're, we could throw like all our podcast episodes into one right now because this is just bringing me back to the failure one. It's the yeah. same thing. If you ain't failing, you ain't trying. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's I do like that. Hmm. So, uh, so how are you doing? What's been going I'm on? Doing, I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. Thanksgiving was good able to spend that time with my family uh, my parents were up here so it was together for that i've been busy with preparing you know preparing the preparing, developing the craft more and, yeah you know seeing where seeing where god takes this baby you know what i'm saying Amen. yeah so, burn it burning off the turkey and ham yeah, a little bit a little bit a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if that camera's closer on your face, or you just really enjoyed Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh man, I love it. So this this topic today, we've we've gone over quite a few heavy hitters in the last couple in the last couple weeks. You know, talking about spiritual maturity and um, honesty, and lots of just important necessary attributes in the Christian life. But one thing that we want to hit on today that we're going to talk about is we would not need these Christian attributes if we didn't have a God who was as personal as he is. We serve a God who is the highest. I mean, I'm going to use food chain for lack of better terms but is the highest being there is. But yet he still comes down and is personal to us. He sent his son to us. So today we're going to talk, we're going to tackle the topic of God stooping down to us. Now in a positive way, we do not serve a God who bends over, who, um, you know, is wishy-washy allows unnecessary leeway, but we do serve a God who is personal and who, uh, who, who still comes down to us, who leaves the 99 sheep to go get the one. So Kaz, this is a very basic Sunday school question. So you should be able to hit this out of the park. You should be able to Aaron judge this for me, but rapid fire. What is the first words and I would say attribute, but what's the first word that comes to your mind when you hear God? Go. Faithful. Mm. Faithful. Because 
he doesn't have to he doesn't have to save us. He doesn't have to be there for us. He never has been. You know, we he he's a God that's loving, he's a God that's caring, he's a God that's faithful. Hmm. What we what we try to be to one another, what but what we fail at hmm. is what God is great at each and every single day of his life. That was you hitting the nail on the head. That that's yeah. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Yeah, we we serve such a faithful God. And I, my point would have been exactly what you said that um, you know, we try to be that for each other, but we fail constantly. And so many times in life in our relationships, uh spouse, parents, sisters, brothers, friends, cousins, I name somebody. Um but a lot of times people won't admit it, but especially when you don't have God in your life, those people become your God. And that's why it gets so tough sometimes to maintain those relationships because you are depending on this person like they are God, like they are not going to let you down. And I think Rachel and I would even talk about that in our own relationship um, that, you know, at the beginning, that's kind of what it was, you know, when we let each other down, it was like, really, you know, you would do this to me. But then we'd have to take a step back. We serve a higher being and we serve a perfect God. We cannot we cannot be God for each other. That's not our mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. When opposition hits, when adversity hits, when the struggles hit, who are you going to turn to? Who can you turn to? You can turn to God. You can, you can know that he's going to be there whenever and for whatever. Mm-hmm. When, when, when everyone in the world wants to keep you down, when the storm tries to knock you out of life when when you feel as if you can't go any longer all you have to do is realize that you know i i can't find i can't find a way out of this world through other people i can't find a way out of this world through through my family members i can't find a way out of this world through my friends i can't find a way out of this world through social media or through my relationship i can't find a way out of this world through things that are only going to be here for temporarily beings Mm-hmm. But I can't find a way out of this world is to a God who's so loving and faithful to me. Mm. You know, when you're in that storm, you think it's it's the end of the world. But here's a quote. The quote says it. When you leave the storm, you won't be the same person that walked into the storm. That's what the storm is for. When you can't control what's happened to you, but you control how you respond to it. That's where your power is. Mm. You control how you respond to it. That's the thing right there. Response. Mm. Life throws so much at you. But the only thing you can do to life is respond. And how are you going to respond? Who are you going to respond to? Mm. Every storm runs out of rain eventually. (laughs) Yeah. And every person has their season, their time in your life. And that faithfulness that God is there with you never runs out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was like a whole quote bank there. I love I love it. Yeah. That was go off. <laughs> That's exactly right though. You know, if we we control how we respond, and we can do that 
in my mind, it's simple. It's two ways. We can do that with God. We can do that without God. Now, you can get into minor details. You can respond lots of ways. Are you going to physically act on something? Are you going to verbally act on something? Are you going to let it play out? Are you going to go to it? There's lots of different responses you can have to certain situations. But the root of it is you're either going to do it trusting in God and asking for his wisdom and guidance that surpasses all understanding, or you're going to try to do it on your own. Yep. And when depression and anxiety and fearfulness hit more often than not, that's because you tried to do it on your own. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's lots of ways. I also like what you said earlier when you were looking for a way out, there's, that's where like substance abuse really comes in. Um, alcoholism, but even simpler things like social media, uh, your relationships, you know, we put so much on these and that's the reason the first commandment is what it is. Thou shall have no other gods before me because all the time when I bring that up to my youth group, they're like, it's cool. We don't worship a golden cow in our living room. I'm like, well, first of all, yeah, that's a good thing. That'd be kind of a weird family time. But second of all, that's not really what he means. I mean, in that time it was more relevant, but now it's, we put money above God. We put, you yep. Even our family above God. I know that's hard to hear, but God should be the highest. That's, you know, and and God mm-hmm. provides for us and he's a faithful God. So he, you know, he's not a God that wants you to leave your family for him. It's a cohesive relationship. But we put so much above him because we're looking for a way out and looking for other things. He is, he is the way, the truth and the life. Let me ask you this question. All right. When was the time where when was the time where you thought that you couldn't go any longer? Have you ever oh, been have you, have you have you ever been in that kind of situation where you just felt like I I can't I can't absolutely no, yeah no matter no matter how down I am it's I can't mm-hmm. no yeah um I think I've shared this before but it, it's the foundation of where I'm at as a Christian today and it's coming back to the Lord. Um, when I was younger, I know I'm not old, but when I was younger, even 10 years ago, whatever, um, uh, lots and lots of trouble all the time, lots of legal trouble. And, um, the third time I got arrested, I was 16. And, you know, when you're that age, you don't go through a lot. You haven't lost a lot of people close to you. Um, you just haven't gone a lot through life. And that was just such a broken, empty, dark place. Um, I'm an only child. So it's just, you know, my parents had perfection and then stopped. So it's just me, my mom and dad in the house and they won't talk to me. They don't trust me. That bridge is completely burned. That relationship is broken. And it's because of me. I'm the one who did it. Uh, all my friends, for those just listening, not watching, those were solid art air quotes. Uh, you know, they weren't really my friends. They were just participating me, <laughs> participating with me in the activities we were doing. Um, they were all gone. And it was just a dark, empty, broken place. And I just, like I said, you know, you hadn't, at that young of an age, you haven't gone through a lot of uh, terrible trials and tribulations of this life. You still don't fully understand the impact of this sinful world. Yep. And so, yeah, that was, and that's, that was my kind of coming back to Jesus moment. Um was, 
yeah, what you just said, I felt like I just couldn't, you know, you didn't want to go forward. You didn't want to do it anymore. It was so dark and empty and there was just like nothing there that was bringing me joy that I could yeah. think of. And then I was, I was doing my devotions. My mom said, you know, she was very, very upset at me and was hardly talking to me. But what that was one thing she did say was keep, you know, you need to start doing your devotions again. So I just did them because I, yeah, I listened to her. Um, and that was what it was. I don't even remember the exact devotional I was reading, but I do remember that feeling that you're trying to go through this alone. You're trying to live for you, live for God. And this feeling, I mean, this feeling doesn't have to be here. This is, this is self-inflicted. And yeah, that was exactly, that was, that was it, brother. I remember. And there's been times in my life since then where it's like, how do, you know, how do you move forward? This is devastating, but I have had God with me through those times. And that's what makes it doable in my mind. That's mm -hmm. what makes it at all tolerable. Yeah. Yeah. So as a, as a youth leader, the head youth leader of your church and yep. as a, as a small group leader of my own uh, church of ninth grade boys, I mm. know that you can attest to me that it, it can be hard to be patient and it can be hard to really articulate what you're trying to say to people who don't, to those youth who don't have the kind of understanding of the world. Yeah. And so you have to stoop down to their level and you have to meet them where mm. they are at. Mm. And so when you are attempting to meet them where they are at, remembering that, hey, I was once here before too. Mm -hmm. We also remember that in the, in the darkest of days, in the hardest of times, in the most adverse, adverse times in life, when opposition is hitting us the most, when people, when we don't feel that kind of love from others, when we're not really giving ourselves that love, God's hand ultimately stoops down and meets us where we are at. Mm. He, he, he comes down, takes a seat next to us, has a talk with us, brings us to our knees. Mm. And he meets us where we are at. Amen. When we're down, when we're down, we, sometimes we think that we've been buried, but actually really we've been planted. You know, we, we have to be able to blossom. We have to be able to, have that seed that we've just been planted with the seed of depression, the seed of anxiety, the seed of not feeling worthy, not feeling validated, the seed of, of just the worldly things. We need to understand that when, when, when that's happening right there, when that is being planted right there, then that is the time to really be able to say, Hey, God's right here with me. No matter where I am in life, he's right here with me. I can be in the deepest of sorrows, the darkest of days, and he's going to be right here with me every single time and every single moment of the day. Mm. He is going to stoop down to where we are at. Just because he's the highest of highest right now, the highest of authority, does not mean that he doesn't. Because we, have to, we, we tend to sometimes forget that he sent his only son. Mm. His only son. Your only child, you know. He sent his mm -hmm. only son. Yeah. In this Christmas season right now, birth in a holy manger, you know, and he walked this earth facing the temptations that we face, but yet overcoming them, facing the feelings that we feel, the anxiety, the overwhelming, being feeling overwhelmed, 
the sorrow. The shortest verse in the Bible in John says Jesus wept. <laughs> mm. He's faced that. He feels that. So why? So why would why would our God? Why would Jesus just leave us in those times when they faced when he's fa felt the same thing before? Hmm. Yeah, he will meet us where we're at as long as we're as long as we meet him. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we still have to make that choice. Like when we brought it up earlier, how do you move on from something hard? How do you respond? What's the exact verbiage? We we can do it with God, and He is never forsakes us. So I will get into some scripture I have on that in a second. But we have to make that choice, and it's the same thing. How we move forward, and it's the same thing with salvation. That it's the it's a free gift. It is. It's, it's a free gift for all, but there's a reason not everyone's going to heaven. And that sounds harsh, but it's the reality. We need to open our eyes and realize this free gift is for us if we accept it. If we walk with God, Romans 10, 9 and 10, if we believe in our heart that Jesus raised him from the dead and conf or confess with your mouth that he is Lord, you will be saved. And I butchered that a little bit, but that's, that's the gist. And... Um, What's also incredible is that you talked about leading uh, small groups and, and meeting youth kids where they're at. And it's a good comparison and it shows how true God, how loving and compassionate God is because he comes down and meets us where we're at, but he has never, and he, he sent his only son and walk this earth and um but he has never sinned he has never he is not sinned he cannot be that is not one with him and so it's really impressive that yes Jesus walked this earth and understands and he's all-knowing so they understand what we're going through but he's coming down to help us go through these things that you know he is against that he's already defeated and that's what's that's what's really incredible. That's true compassion and love. Yep, yep, yep. Because ultimately, because ultimately, you know, we're not we're not on this earth to just do things to make sure that we're in heaven, right? You know, mm -hmm. let me let me let me let me uh, go in on that. We're not we're not doing things to say, okay, this is going to get me in heaven. I'm going to do it. This is gonna make sure that I'm on I'm on God's good side. Yeah, we're 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 here to evolve and to grow. We're here to make light to the world. We're here to go through the struggles so that we can overcome the struggles. We're here to grow so that we have something to give. It's not always going to be the easiest. But the quote by Winston Churchill says, if you're going through hell, keep going. Why stop? Why stop? We're, we're, we're on this earth so we can shine the lights that we are given. It's in all of us. All of us. It's not just in some of us. It's in all of us.
As we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give permission for others to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. As we, as we let our light shine, we know that God's smiling down on us and God's hand is with us and that God's met us in our darkest days. Because the, the light shines brightest. God's light shines brightest when our light is so dim. Yeah. Amen. Jesus is not a checklist. Our Christianity is not a chore list. Uh, we're not doing this. Our goal shouldn't just be doing enough good to get to heaven because that's not how salvation works. Our goal should be to further his kingdom and to grow in him. And because we're doing that, because we are serving and loving the person who gave us this chance, who gave us this life, who gave us this earth, then we get to spend eternity with him. And you know, what's funny is that this earth is, though there is sin in it, the geographical, physical makeup of it is beautiful. God created a beautiful earth and think this is the temporary home. This, this is the placeholder. This is the one bedroom apartment until you can buy a house. Yep. This is it. I yep. mean, look at, look at the mountains outside. Look at the oceans. Yep. Look at this gorgeous creation that I don't know how I'm not trying to bash anyone because that's not Christian, but I struggle understanding how people think that it can just be random. Yeah. Look at look at the beauty that God made. And this isn't it. <laughs> this is not it. This is I can't give you a percentage because I've never been to heaven yet. I'm super pumped. But yeah. I, I mean, this is I'm not good at math. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I mean, you know, we 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 serve him on this temporary home. We worship him here. And we get to do that in eternity, in paradise. Yeah. All right, before we, before we land this plane, I got a <laughs> word for you. I got a word for you. All right, Captain Sully. Pain. Mm. Pain. Why does this word come to mind? What 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 would you describe pain as? Oh, um, hmm. pain is sin. Care to elaborate? <laughs> no. Uh, yes, I would love to. Yeah. So when I I wanted to carefully answer that, my mind was going a hundred different places in two seconds. But everything that I came back to when I was thinking about pain quickly was was sin. And in heaven, there's no pain and there's no sin. The Garden of Eden was perfect. There was no pain. Pain came in when sin came in. 
man will man will work, man will labor on the ground. Childbirth became increasingly painful. I mean, those are the that's the exact verbiage, and those two that's what came with it. Pain that we encounter it it comes because there's sin in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the quote says it: "Pain is weakness leaving the body." <laughs> be strong in Christ continue to live for him live with purpose love you guys thank you for tuning in make sure you follow share reach out for a comment subscribe love you guys continue to stay you <laughs>